The next two episodes were recorded quite a while ago, and with our old equipment. On top of this, we didn't sound check properly at the time of recording, and so everyone's voices are picked up by multiple microphones, and so the sound quality isn't up to our usual standards. However, we think they're good episodes in terms of content, and there's crucial story details that uh, will come up again in the last few episodes, which will be released after these two. We do hope you'll enjoy it besides the technical difficulties. But now, on with the show. It's the podcast that the IRS is after, because apparently D&D characters cannot be listed as dependents. It's Power Word Roll. Salutations, and welcome to Power Word Roll. I'm uh, your Dungeon Master, uh, Conrad Leeton Gray, and I'm here with Annie. Hello! Who is playing... Kia. I am here with Naomi. Hello! Who is playing... Ayun. And I'm here with Henry. Hello! Who is playing... <laughs> oh, Greg! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can I just say, that was great, you did two rolls. One was a nat 20 and the other was a nat 1. <laughs> I was trying to get it loud enough because I was like, didn't hear, so I was like, loud. Where last we left off, uh, our heroes had made their way following Braggart through the streets of Zhuzhaj until they eventually reached a secret hideout through an illusory wall. They entered, uh, pursuing Braggart, eventually ended up tying him up and interrogating him before citing the name of one patron, which drove him slightly mad, and then he knocked him out, and, decide- and then Ayun decided the best course of action would be to go down the corridor and try the door he was attempting to escape to. I'd like to point out that my whiz is not high. <laughs> but as you open the door, the rhythmic sort of uh, noise that you had heard before, the sort of mechanical sounding noise, you open it and you see that there are big copper pipes inside this building. They're, they're all over the place. And through sort of small glass circles, you can see water being pumped, going in sort of irregular directions. It's a spa. I'm going to make some like elaborate hand motions down the hallway to the other two. Like, come here, three chickens, uh, jumping, jumping, roundy, roundy, pull, pull. Do we have any idea what you mean? <laughs> it seems like I want you to come here, the other stuff, who knows? <laughs> okay, so Kia does go, but slowly. Definitely not understanding what uh, Ayun wants. But Greg definitely goes over. There's an open door. Let's go through. Okay, so, so <laughs> making your way around the grease, you all eventually reach uh, the, the doorway. And uh, you both see um, th- you know, through the gaps in Ayun's slender figure. <laughs> oh it's just like makes you sound like Through the bullet holes. You see these, you know, this pipes and this, this sort of mechanical room. Can I put up my detect magic? As your vision becomes that same sort of monochromatic hue, it doesn't appear to be. However, for a brief moment, a uh, rush of water goes past and it's conjuration magic that then quickly fades as it's pumped to another section. You mean through one of the pipes? Yeah. Um, uh, can we hear anything coming from underneath uh, this room, like through the grate? It's pretty noisy, this room, so it's... It's hard. I mean, you, do you want to do a perception check? Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. Are you going to actually go into the room, by the way? I'm going to uh, put, like, get down on the floor and look through a grate. Hey, Greg's going to go into the room. Okay. 
As Craig walks into the room, there's a pumping sound which rushes and rushes and rushes and rushes and out from the grate in front of you, you see just this giant... Water elementally thick? Well, yeah, but what uh, coagulation, <laughs> coagulation of water as it sort of forms into a, a figure that's vaguely humanoid. And with that, can everyone roll initiative? <laughs> And so, uh, with initiative tracked, up first is Greg, as he sees this form in front of him. Sensing the uh, danger and sensing a fight, uh, Greg's going to enter rage. So uh. he's going to draw his one hand axe, then the other, and then just start charging forward as the blue energy coalesces around him until he strikes the water elemental with his hand axes. I'm assuming it's a water elemental. The miniature we're using is a water elemental. It's, so a, it's a water elemental. So I'm going to say water elemental. <laughs> it's a water um, elemental. With the two hand axes. And you I'm know gonna... what would be way worse? If there was, if it could be like a spit elemental? Ooh, oh. yeah. Sewage elemental. Oh. Pretty gross. Ooh. And uh, so, as you sort of swing forward twice with your main hand, the form of the elemental moves out of the way. So after the flurry of blows, eventually one lands. Exactly, and as, as its form bends, he eventually uses his offhand to sort of slice it up from the other side. It doesn't seem to damage it very heavily. Uh, then it is the water elemental's turn. Its form becomes mostly arm, mostly fist, and it just sort of slaps down onto Greg. Greg sees the fist coming and just steps to the side. And then it goes with another one to do this time. So for six damage. Then it is Ayun's turn. I have some fundamental questions, which I may or may not know the answer to. Um, just in general, thought about life. Um... <laughs> Why are we here? <laughs> no, no, why is Henry here? Um, when my father and my mother. <laughs> um, is the water technically an inorganic creation? It's an elemental, which is its own categorization. If you plan to use shatter on it, you can fuck off. Yeah, that's okay. And does it have ears? It can hear you, but. That's all I need. Through the weave. I don't care what its hairstyle is, it, I just. It, need to it, know. It can't <laughs> it, it, the only language it understands is Aquan. So I'm going to cast a Vicious Mockery. Okay. And I'm going to... There once was a guy made of water. He stepped up to us for his slaughter. But while he was squirty, I was fighting dirty. And I was out romancing his daughter. And so... Wisdom saving throw. Okay. Straight roll, seven. I was wondering what you were writing. That will not do. A, a grant of two psychic damage, but it has disadvantage on its next attack roll. It seems to have done something. You see it quiver slightly for a second, but then it goes back to sort of bearing down. It's on, on. Be uh. Jesus Christ. Uh, Greg's going to shout out, That sword, throw it over! And then he's going to make an all-out attack, 23. That hits. 12 damage. And then the next attack... That hits. Eight damage. The, okay. And the last attack, 26, does 11 damage. Just bits of water splash off it. It's not super effective, but um, it's... It's what I can do. It's Yeah, it's all I can do at the moment <laughs> until my sword comes out of the, the cleaners. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and with that, it's Kia's turn. Yep. Repeat of last time. Okay. Try some Eldritch Blast. 14. 14 hits. Yeah. We got one trick and we do it. Well, 12 damage. Um, yep, yeah, and second one, eight points of damage. The two uh, chains fly through the air and hit uh, the elemental, and instead of going through it as a real chain would, it sort of bashes against it, its form, and you see splashes come off as each uh, chain link hits its shape. With that, it is then the elemental's turn. 24. That hits. <laughs> 10 damage. That's 
fine. Is it a 22? Yeah, that hits as well. Uh, 11. It's just slapping at you, basically. It's sort of trying to bruise you. They're both just slapping at each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, we're, neither of us are very effective. We're just going, like wet I'm, noodle fight. I'm kind of seeing like a, like actually more like a flip-flop situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Ayun's turn. Give me a sword. <laughs> no. <laughs> Give me a sword. And I'm gonna look at Greg, and I'm gonna be like, mm. and so I'm gonna look back at the watermelon elemental, and um, and I'm gonna say, what did Greg say when he met the ocean? I don't and, know. <laughs> and I'm gonna say nothing. He just waved. And I'm going to point at the water elemental. And oh. I'm going to cast Tasha's hideous laughter yep. with that hideous, hideous joke. That's fair. Hideous okay. being the key. And that's a wisdom save. Eight. Yeah. He's now incapacitated because he's too busy giggling. Actually, uh, giggling is the wrong term. Instead, you just see sort of this wobbling, this splashing, and it, its form becomes like, you think this must be the water elemental equivalent of laughing? Right, cool, cool, cool. And then it is Greg's turn. I own your sword. And Greg's gonna hold out a palm for a sword. <laughs> and I'm just gonna look at you and be like, but bad things happened last time. Like what? I died? Do you not remember? It was like only a couple of days ago. Greg's gonna like sigh and then go to attack. This is a little <laughs> different. <laughs> 26. That hits. 12 damage. Okay. 16. That hits. Uh, 11 damage. So, you know, so just the two attacks, yeah. Splash away at this giggling form of, of the water elemental in its sort of spherical shape. Slowly whittling away at its water. It is then Kia's turn. Keep going with the Eldritch Blast. <laughs> I fix what I broke. Exactly. <laughs> 23 to hit. That hits. Nine points of damage. Uh, 24 to hit that time. That hits. Another nine points of damage. Okay, and so you, know, you can see that these hits seem to be like, really, whenever uh, Kia's been hitting it, like loads of water just seems to be disappearing. It's not even coming off, it's just a, like disappears into the void, essentially. Then it's going to try and make a save on its turn. Yep, and fails, it's just giggling to itself. It's, it's never heard a joke before, so it's like, that's really funny. And also, I'd like to point out a joke about something that it would relate to. Yeah, it's like, you know? I've never understood comedy until now. Yeah, yeah. Although, it doesn't understand the language. Um, I have a face that transcends language. That's why I say all the bars. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna not waste yeah. spell slots now, and I'm just... What? Well, see, so I was gonna be like, yeah, ugly is, clo- is, uh, is like, universal. <laughs> I was like, that's so horrible. No, I love it. I love it. Great. I was waiting. I was like, "It's right there, Henry. Yeah, right there." Like, yeah. Like, you You're the foil for my comedy. What are you yeah, gonna do? Uh, I'm just gonna stab it with my sword now, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I Someone's the- magic sword. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, I'm just gonna like stand there and just be like, "Merp," and just like slow mo, just like push my sword into it. And just wiggle it around inside and yeah. then, like take it out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna miss. So I'm looking forward to that. I got two fives. <laughs> uh, like, as it's sort of wibbling about, you sort of, like, fail to hit it twice. You just sort of do two swipes in the air. I think that the, like, the shame of being unable to hit it while it's wiggling is going to make me hand up my sword. It, yeah, like, hand up stretched. <laughs> yeah, Grace going to see that. Just look up, look up at Ayi and just put his hand out. Mm. <laughs> and I give it over to him very reluctantly. Yeah. Greg like, swaps, swaps the two weapons over in his hand so the magic uh, rapier is in his, off, in his uh, primary hand and then mm. he goes like ready to attack properly. Well it's his <laughs> turn. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! That moment where you were like looking at the initiative I was looking at the initiative going, is it? <laughs> it is. I'd like to point out there's only four cards on there. <laughs> and we've been through three rounds already. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to roll for here. Yeah, that hits. Seven. 
Seven. It fails its uh, save. Cool, and then Again. another swipe through it. 23, which another same amount of damage as before. And it's going to do its eighth seven, <laughs> save. Which was a Hooray! seven. And then so the glad. offhanded attack as well. So 14. I'm so, actually feeling a little bit sorry for this thing now. Hmm. Well, you'll be feeling even more sorry because as the sword you know, sort of finds purchase inside it, its form starts to freeze in places, mm. and it seems to deal a particular amount of damage. The sword, you know, this, this frost sword is swiping through. If only I. Oh, then the hand axe, the hand axe slice goes straight through and smashes all the eyes out. Yeah, dealing full damage. Oh, nice, awesome. So, and uh, like I had a like cold based can- cantrip, and it didn't occur to me until after I did the other shit. Yeah. <laughs> and now it is Kia's turn. Uh, yes. Keep going with what I was doing before. Eldritch blast. Yeah. Eight damage. Oh, it finally saves, and so yeah. it's like <laughs> smash, smash, and basically, basically, the you can see that the chains are like almost aiming towards where the ice is, and it chips it off and chips it off until eventually one of the chains just sort of get you know, caught in it for a moment, and you know, come flying in the air, and then re-enters this sort of humanoid stance, looming taller and thinner over Greg, and then it's going to take a swing at Greg. Twenty-four. That's ten points of damage there. And then it does the same again, uh, trying to aim sort of like vaguely in the direction of your sword hand, but like seems scared of the sword. Natural one. And so it's trying to aim vaguely for your sword hand and pierces itself on its sword, dealing four points of damage and freezing its hand slightly. No. Well, you just got to know that it shouldn't have stepped to me, bitch. Yeah. Greg's going to let go until the hand's stuck in the hand and be like, Ayun! <laughs> okay, cool. I essentially reach across and grab it. Yep. And then pull it straight down and then do like a, a slashing through it. Yeah. Roll to hit. Fuck him up. Natural 20! And roll damage. Uh, yeah, you can see this form stumbles backwards and does a significant portion of damage as it sort of rips the icy bit from its form and throws it across the room and it shatters off some of the piping. You're sort of letting out a loud reverberation. Um, and I would like to hum. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing there. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. And I that. said hideous. And uh, uh, then it is the water elemental turn, so it can take a uh, swing at Greg uh, and misses. What attack are you, Fox? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take one attack, but before you do the second one, hit are you, goddammit! No, no, I think it's going for like That's it's, it's instinct. Like this one's the biggest and has ice. No, it's fair I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it, just bear in mind, can hit Ayun. But this time it's, it's sort of like trying to work its way around the rapier, which you realised it's scared of, and it just can't quite get a hit in. As you, you're like following its hands with the rapier to try and make sure it's good for you. No. And then, And he goes backwards slightly. And roll up. Shake hands, wait, no, no, no. Nearly got me there, didn't you? Then it is Ayun's turn. I'm like, right, fuck this. And I am just going to blast it rare frost, hopefully. Yeah. That is a 16. That hits. Hooray! So it takes six cold damage. How do you finish it off? How do you kill it? Yeah, straight up freeze it. I put my hands forward and I sing, You're as cold as ice, not willing to sacrifice for love. And then it just like freezes. As it starts to like crystallize and freeze up. Greg's gonna like get a like this is Sparta kick it and just yeah. shatter it into like <laughs> good well, okay, what, what it, okay, so what it does is it, you, know, it, you sort of start to pull back for an attack, another big slam towards Greg until from its side it just starts to freeze and you see it just and like you hear just this clanging as it hits all around the room. Good job, we weren't trying to be subtle in here. <laughs> 
No, we kind of gave up that a little while ago. <laughs> you are left oh. in the room alone. Okay. Greg's just gonna like grab his like kind of stomach and just like mm. tend to himself a little bit. Is um, it worth going further in? Hold on. How about and I I just kind of shrug my sleeve up a bit and let my snake come out again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. And, I, and we slap it and kill it. I might be able to have a quick look to see if there's something at the bottom of the staircase that needs to be dealt with now. Good idea. Yes. Good idea. Lean on the wall and then go okay. into snake vision. And you can see, so going into snake vision, you sort of spiral your way down the banister. In the distance, there are voices. And you can see that there's also a pipe. The pipe seems totally empty and it seems to continue down. And uh, one of the hatches is open, if you'd like to. Go, go, go. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm going to follow the pipe. <laughs> And so... You're the perfect shape to follow up on. Go, yeah. gadget, suicide mission. So, <laughs> <laughs> Look, if the snake dies, I'm not going to I mean, yeah, me too. <laughs> and so... <laughs> it literally can be resummoned. And like, the full pet leg. <laughs> but my pet. And now all you need to do is, like, through the wall, you need to be like, Harry Potter. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Making your way down the pipe, the noises get more and more noticeable until eventually uh, you can see through a little, you know, one of these portholes that are regularly along the pipes, you can see almost the entire room apart from near the entrance ray. There's a tiefling man with dark green skin that looks quite sickly. There's two orcish ladies that seem to have bows and arrows. There's a few sun elves around the room sitting in different places on different chairs and things. And there's a sort of big platform in the middle that seems to be a metal or a stone and then on the far wall there's a massive glass wall where there's just water behind it and decorative you, fish tank and then you see that the tiefling swings forward and says well are we all ready for the bus he walks towards uh, one of the walls and starts turning a valve suddenly like all the water starts flowing through the different pipes back upstairs you hear this gurgling and this oh, movement of these pipes I think that I'm gonna ask Greg to maybe just be ready to pick up throw Kia over his shoulder yeah. in case we get flooded out because I don't want to drown. Yeah, Greg will make his way over to kind of Kia's comatose body. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so then the water starts to glow, a sort of dim blue as it flashes and water flows and sploshes and you can see at the top of this glass barrier you know sort of it moving about as in this space the water displaced because of its huge form you see a creature uh, that looks fish-like but with smooth skin it's got rows of sharp teeth that sort of seems small and needle-like. It looks kind of like a catfish but bigger with more fins and three big glowing red Thank you. It's wonderful to finally be here. It's been so long. We are graciously in your presence, uh, sir. And so we have been looking and we think we have word. They, uh, they are in the city. Wonderful. Truly, I shall send him here then. And you can see that then uh, he sort of swims back around and you see that you know, this thing has no arms, no legs, it's fish-like almost. It swings around until eventually it spins in a circle and starts chanting in... Okay, at the point that it starts seemingly performing some kind of ritual, I'm going to snap out of being in a snake <laughs> and relay what creature I just saw. Does it appear to be made of water? No, not really, but it does seem to be 
frantically chanting, and I think it might be trying to find us. Can I do a nature check to find out what kind of creature it is? Yep. You've heard of similar kind of disgusting monsters, but you, you don't know of any that can talk. It just looks confused. And so you see Kia's eyes blur again. And Back in a minute. <laughs> I think it's time to pick her up. I, I have a feeling you may need to be Good plan. Greg's going to just put Kia over his uh, shoulder, Fireman's carry style. And, and actually, you just hear the last of the chanting as you know, another bigger valve is being turned. And from you know, above that pedestal, there's a big pipe. And water rushes down from it. And... Uh, <laughs> And this water flows down, and you know, so in the glass. No, no, outside the glass, oh. on the pedestal. Then the valve is turned off, with two people having to sort of slowly close this thing, and the water ends. And dripping wet and angry, you see the balding back of the head of Doug Harris. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah Doug. Sure, okay. Um, can I just check? I left him behind. Well, that, 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 I don't that, get to kill him. <laughs> as as uh, you know, this is the, the finished turning, the, the creature turns and says, It seems your inclination was correct. I would like for you to bring them here. Yeah, um, I'm going to come back out the snake and suddenly find myself staring at the floor because I'm draped over Greg's shoulder. Okay. Feeling her like start to move. Greg, Greg just like pats her on the back. Don't worry, it's okay. Uh, uh, I've got uh, you. Oh, uh, thanks. Um, yeah, so that chanting, Doug is here. Okay. Um, Doug. Question. Does this seem like a, we should discuss this now? Or does this seem like a, we should leave and discuss this? What are we going to do with the Drogar in the corridor? I mean, I don't think he's going to be talking for a little bit. He seemed a bit gaga, to be honest. I mean, I think they're trying to actively hunt us right now. If we're standing above them, they're going to find us pretty quickly. Get your snake out of there! <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> Noodle! Um... <laughs> Greg just like, suddenly explains yeah. to yeah. Kakia. Uh, are mean, you going to do that? Because that's, that's a one-way thing. You can't leave it there. No, I know. Uh, you can't, uh, yeah, yeah, you can't gonna... give it, get it back, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I'm going to snap it out of there and it'll just be on my arm again. <sighs> yep. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, uh, let's boost. And so you make your way back down the corridor. And, I would like to drag a greasy Duragar behind us and then like leave them outside the wall, which okay. is a note that says, um, for the local authorities, extortion, larceny, foul language. <laughs> and if we throw him off, he'll get straight into court, so... Oh, right, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so this slippery covered... Just, just slide him off the edge. <laughs> and and he, you just... You, 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 here, you, you know, it takes a second, then you hear, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That was perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like. Yeah. And, and you're left sort of um, in, in this sort of poorer district of the city, uh, sort of uh, on, the, on the sort of northwestern side. It's nice that they still use cardinal directions in Sarah. That's going to make it a lot easier. I'm glad Cormac didn't rename them for no discernible reason. <laughs> Still kept with four, just yeah. Thank God. Yeah, no, like, the seventeen cardinal directions. I, I have I, boingo, of boingy. squelch, like I, boingy. I, I, boingy, boingy, jingo, and Tom. Boingy, <laughs> so you all recall that you uh, were meant to meet Dr. Gainsborough this evening at the Glass and Dat, where he was going to get access to the library for you to research uh, both Salun's eye and Kia's patron. I think all three of us suddenly realise this at the same time, and just after looking like happily at the the disappeared. Twigar, we kind of all look up and go, We need to get to the library uh, <laughs> right now. 
and so charging through the streets. This way! And then horns down and he runs. Yeah, he runs. Like the crowds like part in a way as, as he makes his way through and eventually you see sort of a building. Craig's going to stop and turn to Ayun. Uh, Ayun, why don't me and Kia head to the library and see what we can uh, see and why don't you just head back to the room? Head back to maybe the hot springs. Can I can I roll a yeah. uh, like insight check to be like, why is he making a stupid yes, fucking face? Yes, you can. Because he's making a stupid fucking face. I'm like, no, it seems normal. If we split off, it'll be harder for them to find us. I actually got a seven because I have minus one in. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I rolled a four. I got better than you. Okay. <laughs> I, I, um, I would like to notice that something is up. Yeah. You, you definitely do. No roll was, would have been needed. But... And, uh, I, I look at you and I say, are you trying to steal my sword? And I put my hand out for it. Oh, oh, this, no, of course not. I'm waving it through the system. Unsheaths it and, and hands it back to uh, Ayun, like, handle first. And he sheaths it back and he says, I don't think that you can really do this without me. What, go to a library? Just read a couple of books. No, no, you've got a much more exciting evening planned. You remember that nice boy, I think Seb was his name? From the, the glass shop. The, the one that I said, no thank you, and I, I left, that one? No, I don't remember you saying no thank you and leaving. I remember you being very uncomfortable. Um, but I could, I could read the signs. So, um, he's meeting you, you've got a little date, and then Greg kind of like punches him on the shoulder like a bro-like punch, like, eh! <laughs> a little date for you. So if you want to just head up there and we can take care of this, absolutely fine. Uh, Ayun looks uh, truly horrified. <laughs> what, um, nervous? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I bet we've got time to get to the library and get back in time. Hmm. And I start walking. Okay. I'm going to be stalling the fuck out of this experience. Yeah, so, so you march off. All the roads seem to converge to one extravagant building. All roads lead to learning? The coffee shop. <laughs> it's the biggest building that you've seen. It's this extravagant thing. It looks like a palace. It's impressive, it's ornate, and it doesn't seem like a library. But there's signs saying that this is the glass and that. You can see that the doors are open, and as you enter, it's beautiful on the inside. This sort of entrance hallway is lined with books, these big glass bookcases that sort of sheen and shimmer um, with sort of uh, globes of light which are hung from the ceiling that seem arcane in, in various colours that light different sections up. And right at the desk there is a young fire ganassi man. I stroll up to the desk and I put my elbow on it. Hello there. And I say, fine young man. I believe we have an appointment. It might be under the name Gainsborough. Ah, uh, yes. Are you the doctor's travelling companions? Y yes. Yes. I, 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 one moment. He's been waiting for you here. You just hear him say, they're, they're here for you. Dr. Gainsborough's form comes out with him. He says, ah, hello there. So, uh, have, 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 have you had... I've how much I loved him. <laughs> have, have you had a productive day? <laughs> you say that. Shopping, yeah. yes. Uh, I see yeah. new clothes, new yeah, clothes. Yeah. They look lovely, darling. They're absolutely fantastic. My swords are getting touched up. Oh right. Uh, well, that that'll be nice. What do you get? You fire. I think it's been a long day. Getting <laughs> enchanted. Mm. Well, well, I um I sent Jack home for the evening. Uh, he was a bit tired after walking around all day, and I didn't want to subject him to uh, heavy research late at night. But um, I've gotten us access. Here's your cards. Uh, they're temporary, and he has he hands out sort of little like 
golden cards to each of you. I'm just imagining him being like, Jack is overtired, he's getting a bit whingy, and he has to like tuck him in yeah. and like give him a glass of warm milk and a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, He's um, down for a nap. Be <laughs> so with this card, we have access to the uh, two lower floors of the Amdat uh, and f- uh, for the uh, for the tonight, essentially. Access is difficult. We'll, we probably won't be able to get in here again, so I, I would recommend we use our time wisely. We will be meeting uh, with a colleague of mine to speak to um, about this, and he pulls up both your box and his little box as well. Uh, I think we all look at him with like a slight like look of horror on our faces. Yeah, he, he, he was like smiling like. You were just surprised to see that you took our box out of. Well I wasn't going to leave it in the in the cart now. That's okay that's okay just um. I thought you'd, you'd be happy we need to get it checked we don't oh, know anything about oh, it. Yeah, yeah you are correct. And, and I don't know much about divine magic but um, there's a specialist here a friend of mine. This uh, Friend of yours. Yes. How good a friend. Tell us more about it. His next colleague. Um, he, he retired here. He used to work at the Royal University back in Cowland. Doctor Jerdlan uh, Zebo is his name. He's from this uh, Zebo character. Did he retire or was he fired? And um, <laughs> like, like points a finger like it's ac- a- very accusatory. His, his name's Azebo, and uh, he 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 retired. He's extremely old. Oh, well, that's fine. Sorry. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a lovely gentleman, but he's an expert on um, divine oddities. We have a little time to do some research. I say we use it. And why don't we all start to investigate? Uh, follow me. We'll check out the section. We all research, in the time we have, a bit about the book and about associated... And he's sort of looking around as he says, associated aspects of the book, if that makes sense. Which book? Yes, book. <laughs> ah, yes. Sorry. <laughs> ah, sorry. Yes, library. Lots of books around. Yes. Everybody roll an investigations for me. I, I'm Greg. I don't think Greg is. If that's right, I think Greg's gonna like flick through books and just like look Ten. around and get really bored and just keep wandering up and down and wandering. Does he around. not want to help Kia though? Would he not he, try? He. I think he tries, but definitely not the like, attention span to actually like go through any books. Okay. Um, well then, roll the disadvantage. He got a natural 20 and a 17. Just flicking through shit by accident. Like, <laughs> when really, yeah, you stumble across something? Yeah, absolutely. Like, just absolutely. Totally absolutely. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you get? Ayun is not researching the book. What's he researching? Ayun is going to research the Eastern Reaches and the Feywild. Like, he's going to uh, research. He's looking for information about the Prince of Frost. You find a history book. A very old one that talks of a time before the Age of Steel, before the Grand Imperium, where the Prince of Frost warred with the Moon Elves in the south of the continent. Hordes of Eladrin made their way across the landscape, slaughtering everyone, killing kings, lords, uh, peasants, in an attempt to expand their empire, and it was only later the Imperium coming along that pushed them back. Is there a picture of the Prince in the book? No, it's ancient history. Okay. Is there a description of him? There is a description of him, which matches the description you, know, you expect. 
Except it's twisted in a way. His, they say mean things about him that they shouldn't be. Well, they, they, they instead of you know they described his his angular, handsome face, but it's sort of described in a way that makes him seem patriarchal and monstrous and 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 alien, almost as if he is too perfect to a point at which it seems like uh, uncanny valley. Yeah, he's portrayed as an intimidating figure, manipulating, controlling, um, turning armies against each other. I rip that page out of the book and I remove that from history. So Gainsborough, with his passive perception, just sort of... Ayun, have you found something particularly important? I, w- I wouldn't say important, it's just, um... It's actually wrong. Why? Yeah, that's no reason to deface a book, believe me, or there'd be many, <laughs> many critics of mine that I would have defaced their books. Why are you taking a page out of this book, is what I'm asking. It's lies. And we're, they're saying things that aren't even true, and I slap the book shut. Uh, what's the book, may I ask? P- pass it to me. What do you mean it's wrong? And he's looking at the cover and starts looking at the, you know, sort of the inside page, looks at the blurb. This is uh, ancient history of conflicts in the Eastern Stretch. I told you that's, you know, where I'm from, and these these are wrong. These are, this is revisionist history is what this is. Um, okay, that's fair, but this, I, I mean, it's a bit hard to tell with uh, history so ancient. This is before writing. Can't be that long ago. This is thousands of years ago. I, I think I look at him with a face that says, very funny, and I grab the book and I put it back in the thing. <laughs> I think we need to have some conversations, but for now, we've got to get back to the others. I've, I've found some stuff myself, and I think they may have found things. Now, um, I will go over what you guys have discovered. Kia discovers that Jijinasu, the Knowing One, challenged the god of knowledge who tore out his eye in retaliation, blinding him and corrupting him. He was then sealed away to a prison dimension by the gods, along with other great old ones who were given their own prison dimension. So that's what you managed to discern. Greg. He's like, ah, books, yes, absolutely, I'll look through the books, ha ha ha. And then with with Ayun and Gainsborough, like, you know, everyone's flicking through together, and then Kier and Greg kind of move away a little bit, and then just, like, gets lost, fully gets lost in the library, flicking through, every so often picks a random book off the shelf, flicks through it, and goes, nope. <laughs> Tabas steps forward, just picks off random another shelf, Mm, no, nothing here. And then kind of looks around and realises he's completely lost. So if anyone found him, he has looked at books. <laughs> and then one of these random books he pulls out. You pull out a uh, history of the Church of the Arcane. Greg just sees the cover, shrugs and opens it. <laughs> Pictures! Yeah. Reading through, you find mentions of an entity that seems similar. That You remember these events. And uh, it, when it's talking about various aspects of the church. It says the rumours that his influence is still present. He said to take books. It talks about how whenever a book is lost and forgotten, it's taken to his realm, like through gaps in reality and put on the shelves of the Library of the Forgotten. Over time, he's had a few warlocks despite his imprisoned state, and he's one of the ones that's freer among the Great Old Ones. All of them, the Church of the Arcane's warlock finders, are the you know, people who track them down and kill them. Nobody knows how they managed to gain these, these powers. Every single one, according to the book, has been killed by the Church of the Arcane. Greg's going to kind of realise this book is important and pop it in his bag and then, then head oh, off. Oh yeah, because he doesn't know how a library to, works. No, to go and show the right others. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You all reconvene him. Greg, it takes you a bit longer, but you manage to find and see all the others have gathered around a table. Greg, brilliant. Um, there you are! Oh, I was so lost. <laughs> You, you could have just followed the signs. It's, it's a library. I thought they're all in sun elvish. Yeah, but they're, they're done by colour. <laughs> I did not realise that. <laughs> Didn't you know that Minus was a colour blind? 
Oh, sorry, I, I didn't. <laughs> it, that's absolutely not true. And, and Greg kind of looks to looks to Ian and goes to say like something, and then realises that got him off the hook and just goes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. What I've discovered is that the Great Old Ones uh, had a hand in trying to overthrow the gods. They were one of the reasons for the end of the Age of Steel. They corrupted the uh, then Emperor of the Grand Imperium to take the fight off the continent and to the sky, so to speak. And mm. I found something particularly interesting. The rift at the center of the Vestige Academy appeared the same time when the weave was broken. I think that both Ayun and Greg are looking at each other like, eh? I didn't understand eh? most yeah. of those words. <laughs> uh, oh, the Vestige Academy is formed around a rip in reality. That's why it's a center for, for What does that look like? Well, I've never seen it. And then immediately just looks at Kia. <laughs> you were never yeah, allowed to see it. Yeah. You had to pass your exams to be able to see it. Yeah, you at least had to pass your exams to be able to see it. So, so do you know how magic works? Kind of. There's a magical <laughs> energy that flows throughout the world called the weave. On it, all arcane magic operates. Now, uh, the Age of Steel was when... Age of Steel and the Empire. And then, no more Empire, no more magic. Yes, so the Empire tried to kill the gods and take their... and, uh, well, replace them with the Great Old Ones, which is why yes, the Church of the Arcane. I saw a couple of books about that uh, somewhere on the second floor, I think. Or the exactly. below second floor. Wonderful. Well, essentially, they, they broke the weave, so magic didn't work for the entirety of the Age of Piety. And then, at the beginning of this age, the Age of Erudition, it's reappeared. Um, it's like a river of magic that this academy is built on. Yes, yes, precisely. You're going to keep going with the metaphors now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very happy with that. Greg, did you manage to find anything? I got really lost. <laughs> I got really lost. I think you summed everything I found way better than I did. Greg, you... Greg has forgotten about the book in his bag. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was really interested, sounded way more interesting than what he had read, and was just like, not even worth mentioning it. Forgot he tossed it in the bag and walked off. So we're going to leave the library and you're genuinely still going to have it in your bag just because you forgot. Yeah, and you know what? And I'm only ever going to reference that. it when I go into my bag for something. I, this is all very fascinating. When is your friend coming to visit? Thank you for listening to Power Word Roll. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Otherwise, a positive review is the best way to help us out. The best place for those is on iTunes. All our social media at linktree slash powerwordroll. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash powerwordroll. But for now, from Annie, Naomi... Henry and myself, thank you, and we'll see you in the next one. Do we actually know where the library is? Uh, is it a big glass building? It's a big glass oh, building. Oh shit, it's all glass buildings. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all glass buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. buildings. Oh, you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly we can see Gainsborough through like six other houses. <laughs> There's no privacy in this city. It's a nudist colony we never realised until now. <laughs> Wait, for perception. <laughs> They're all nude! <laughs> We're in scars! <laughs> Your passive perception has been too low this whole time yeah. to realise everyone was Wait, naked. Wait, mine's been too low. Yeah, They're really, really good at hiding it. <laughs> no, no, the problem is is that Kia's a teenager, so therefore repressed. So she's like, <laughs> oh, she's incapable she just of seeing it. Because, because the other two haven't noticed it, she's just not said anything. Yeah, Kia, Kia noticed it. <laughs> Kia noticed it and just absolutely was just like, nope. So do we, know, do we know where the library is? No.